You're listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. It's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 14th of September 2023. Later on Market Day, we'll speak with Chris Weston from Pepperstone, but first to Australia's labour market, where the unemployment rate, according to the Bureau of Statistics, stayed at 3.7% in August as the participation rate rose to a record. For more, I spoke with Baron Joey Senior Economist Jonathan McManaman. Jonathan, the unemployment rate at 3.7%. Why is it taking so long for higher interest rates to translate to a higher unemployment rate? Well, famously, there are very long and variable lags between higher interest rates and the effect it has on the economy. But the labour market is probably one of the parts of the economy that takes longest uh, to see the impact of higher rates um, and then followed by inflation. Another key thing that's helping uh, keep the labour market resilience there is is really this accumulation of um, job vacancies that were built up during the pandemic that we're still working our way through at the moment. Still, nearly 65,000 jobs were created last month, but almost all of them were part-time. What does this mean? And does it really suggest that 3.7% headline rate is as strong as it really is? Yeah, so there has been a lot of labour market volatility. Uh, last month, there was a 1,500 uh, employment fall uh, offset by this 65,000 rise. So over the three months, uh, we're seeing a trend rate of around 30,000 per month. As you say, there is that shift uh, over to part-time employment. And really, that comes about because uh, we're starting to see less employment uh, economic growth, which is resulting in less demand for hours across the labour market. We're expecting this to continue in the, uh, I suppose, six or 12 months ahead as economic activity continues to slow and demand for hours uh, continues to moderate. What does it say about the tightness in the labour market and the the potential still for what everyone fears, and that's a, a, a wages spiral? Yeah, so the unemployment rate is still historically very low, but you are starting to see other measures of spare capacity come through. So you're seeing a lift in underemployment and particularly the underutilisation, which has now risen one percentage point from its cycle low. And that does mean that for firms, it's easier to find labour and it means there isn't that same competition for workers as there was during the absolute peak of the of the pandemic and and those really tight labor markets. So we're probably going to see less uh, demand, uh, less price uh, pressure within those individual agreements, um, and we're probably going to see less um, inflationary pressure as a result of all of that. All right. So given all of that, what does it ultimately mean for the Reserve Bank now in interest rates? I think the Reserve Bank will welcome uh, the increasing amount of spare capacity that we're seeing in the in the labor market particularly because it's not coming at the cost of a loss of employment. Um, Something that the Reserve Bank has talked about um, a number of times is being able to get through this uh, cyclical high in inflation without damaging the labour market too much, particularly through a substantial rise in the unemployment rate back to those rates that we saw prior to the pandemic at five and a quarter percent. So ultimately it means what for interest rates? Yeah, so we're not expecting any further rate rises from the Reserve Bank. Um, we're, we're expecting them to remain on hold at these very high levels until um, August next year when we start seeing what we expect them to start cutting and, and taking the, the cash rate slowly down to a rate of about two and a half percent. And that would just basically bring um, interest rates into a more neutral position, um, given that they're very restrictive at the moment. That's Jonathan McManaman from Baron Joey. Now, Market Day on the SBS On The Money podcast. 
The Australian share market rose today. The S&P ASX 200 up about half a percent, 7,186. I spoke with Chris Weston. He is the head of research at Pepperstone and first asked for the market's reaction on the currency side to the jobs numbers. It didn't really have any bearing at all, to be honest, Ricardo. Um, we saw a, a small, very small blip with uh, you know, the, the Aussie dollar rallying 15 pips or so. But traders quickly sold into it. And I think the market's saying that this doesn't really change anything. I know whether the RBA are data dependent, um, but and this was a very, very strong jobs report. But yeah, at the end of the day, these, these were predominantly part-time uh, workers. Um, the participation was very, very strong indeed, which is positive. Um, but at the same time, the underemployment rate um, moved up 20 basis points to 6.6%. Uh, the market reaction tells you everything we see. Uh, we actually saw buying in bonds, which is actually quite a perverse re- reaction. You'd expect to see sellers and yields moving higher. Uh, and the Australian dollar really today has just tracked the Chinese markets. It's, it's had absolutely nothing to do with the, the economic data. It's just tracked, it, uh, tracked the, um, the Chinese yuan um, yeah, very, very closely indeed. So a momentary blip, but uh, yeah, traders sold into it very quickly. Which I noticed at the same time that iron ore price continues to rise as well. So I'm guessing that's all connected to China. But if we take a closer look at the Aussie right, longer term, I mean, it was trading mid-July at about 69 US. Since then, it's gradually declined. But, you know, it's 64 US right now. What's, what's been the main factors there and where to now? Well, yeah, I mean, the Aussie is a liquid proxy of China. You know, we've seen China growth very much, very much in the front um, front of the market's foresight recently. And we've seen a number of stimulus measures that have taken place over the last couple of weeks. They've been quite aggressive, not being a bazooka kind of solution by any means at all. But we've seen a whole raft of monetary and fiscal levers that they've been pulling. Um, and, and really, the Australian dollar, along with the Kiwi dollar and in LATAM, things like the Chile and Peso, are just liquid proxies of the Chinese yuan. We want to trade the yuan, but we know they've got capital controls. Uh, and it's a managed currency. So we, we, we just effectively then trade the Australian dollar because of you know, the, the fact that they're such a big trading partner of, of ours. So, yeah, the correlations with China are very, very strong indeed. Now, what we've seen is the Australian dollar under sizable pressure. Um, but now we're just seeing consolidation. And I would not be surprised if we've seen the lows in China now. The, the sentiment towards China is very bearish. The measures will take time to feed through with the lag effects that they've put in China. But I think that's going to now stimulate the economy. The property sector is going to feed back into better demand and people feeling wealthier. And so I think we've seen the lows in the growth. And I think we'll see the Australian dollar benefit from capital inflows into China as well. Can I finally get your take on the global inflation story? Uh, Stats from the US overnight, uh, CPI up 0.6% in August, the biggest monthly gain of the year. Energy a big factor there. We're seeing it right now with higher petrol prices here in Australia. But I still see some commentary saying that, hey, it it shouldn't worry the Fed Reserve, which may keep rates on hold. What do you make of that whole global inflation story and the impact on the Fed? Well, it's not going to be linear. Um, We've had a really sharp move down in global inflation and and maybe we're due for about a slight consolidation but it's kind of pick your inflation metric. Do I want to look at core PCE? Do I want to look at core inflation or headline inflation? You know, each of them are sort of telling a different story. But I think core inflation in the US, if we want to use that as our sort of central benchmark, will gravitate lower over time. And I think we'll probably get to the Fed's target of 2 to 3% later next year. But it's not going to be linear. And I think we're just going to go for a period now where it's going to be a little bit harder for the Fed to, 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 to keep that momentum going to the downside. Now, the energy factor is something that we're, we're talking to clients about all the time at the moment. You know, how long before the Fed have to acknowledge this? Well, I think for me, the, the, the argument here is that, look, it's bad for the consumer. It's bad for households. It's bad for businesses and their margins. There's no doubt about that. They're not going to be able to pass these, these, these higher energy costs on straight away. 
But the longer this goes on, it's a duration story. So the longer this goes on, the more problematic this will be. And the Fed will then have to, and other central banks will have to factor that into their thinking. But for now, it's not a problem. I think central banks will overlook what we're seeing right now. It's a duration story. The longer this goes on, the more it's going to hurt households and businesses. And then we might see a reaction into it. Chris Weston there from Pepperstone. This SBS on the Money stream is provided for informational purposes only. The content in this stream should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and it does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.